up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of Sports Chat with yours truly, DJ. This is episode number 129. And as you all know, my Baltimore Ravens are back on this week. Uh, We were off last week due to the bye week, much needed bye week. It came at the right time, middle of the season. Couldn't ask for a better time for a bye week. So I'm hoping that everyone is rejuvenated. I'm hoping that Baltimore Ravens are ready to go. Uh, We'll be hosting the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, Minnesota actually just came off a loss, three-point loss, about four-point loss, I think it was, to the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday night football. So I'm hoping that my Ravens are ready to play this game. Um, also, if you didn't get a chance to download my previous episode, of course, you can go to wherever podcasts are available on Spotify, on um, uh, what is it? Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts. Um, you can also watch it on Facebook on my page, Sports Chat with DJ. I just newly uploaded my podcast there. So each episode will automatically update on the page. And when they're available, you can watch them or listen to them there. I know I haven't been doing a lot of lives. I apologize for that. I've been trying to juggle just, you know, work or whatever. And just this podcast as well, trying to go live and, you know, trying to keep them posted on um, Facebook. But it can be a little difficult uh, because you got to do, you know, a lot of edit in and all that stuff so you got to have time to edit um and you know i'd just be trying to split time spend time with family or just do things um with regards to uh just life you know so i just be trying to effectively split my time um but you know i try to also provide this i had a pretty decent amount of downloads last week and it was pretty, you know, pretty astounding, pretty cool to me. I didn't expect that many. But and at the end of the day, I know a lot of people say, well, it's not about the downloads. You do want to feel like you have some sort of success. So I just appreciate the downloads, even if it's a couple of them. I still appreciate them because it makes me feel that someone out there is listening. So um, once again, I thank you all for just taking the time out and joining me. You can watch this broadcast over uh, live on my page um, if you want to put a visual to the voice. And um, yeah, so let's kick this thing off. So the last time these teams actually faced one another would be back in 2013 when the Baltimore Ravens had the likes of Joe Flacco. I think we even still had Ray Rice. Um, we had... Um, uh, what's his name? Tory Smith. Also, we had wide receiver Marlon Brown, who came in the clutch. We had Dennis Pitta. So, you know, this was seemed like ages ago. Um, but this was the last time that the Baltimore Ravens will actually face off against the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, I think it's about eight years ago and it was a snowy day in Baltimore. I think this is the first time I've ever seen a snowy game here in Baltimore. And um, what a game it was. Of course, it was a, a, a heart attack <laughs> um, or we, sh- I should say, we were a heart attack away from um, not winning this game. But the Ravens always keep your blood pressure up. They always keep you know your heart racing, and you know have you on the edge of your seat. And and hopefully all of those um, three combinations will equal out 
into a win <laughs> most of the time it should but not all the time but um and and even speaking of that like i i think i had told a coworker like i would rather go to a game with the ravens where i'm on the edge of my seat where it's like a really close game even if i pay a decent amount of money versus me paying a decent amount of money and and it's a blowout you know especially if it's a blowout like last game against the Cincinnati Bengals, I would I would have been very upset, you know. But if it's the reverse where the Ravens has you know blown the team out like they did against the uh, Los Angeles Chargers, then I guess is a good thing. But you still want to get a competitive game or whatever. But if the Ravens win, even if there's win out by a blowout or whatever, we really don't care. Um, but this game in particular eight years ago here in Baltimore was pretty crazy. It was about two minutes and five seconds left on the um, game clock. And it was a combined, tw- um, not 12, I'm sorry, I'm about to say 12. But it was a combined five touchdowns uh, between both teams <laughs> and the Ravens would eventually prevail victorious in a 29-26 victory um, but you had the likes of uh, Toby Gerhardt and uh, Cordell Patterson I think he's down in Atlanta right now he scored a touchdown and then on the Baltimore Ravens side um, only one I can think of right now was the winning touchdown when Joe Flacco found one Marlon Brown wide receiver Marlon Brown in the back of the end zone and he pretty much tiptoed I don't know how he did that without breaking his neck twisting his foot you know turn his acl but he was able to some way somehow get the football catch it inbounds <laughs> and secure the win for baltimore that year i think this was the year after the super bowl and i remember this year because i remember we had to go to the uh, denver broncos and we got our tails handed to us Peyton Manning put six or seven touchdowns on us. He probably was really upset from that divisional matchup when Baltimore beat him in his own house. Um, But, uh, yeah, I remember this game and eight years later. So now we fast forward eight years later and the Ravens and the Vikings have two new quarterbacks at the helm. Of course, we know one Kirk Cousins. And Lamar Jackson for the Baltimore uh, Ravens. But these two ball clubs, I would say, are at two different variant ends of the spectrum. And the reason why I say that is because Baltimore is up and becoming, even though we had been hit really hard this year by the injury bug. I've said it just about every week, um, you know, with the loss of, of, of one um, J.K. Dobbins, with the loss of. Um, Marcus Peters and LJ Ford and 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 Gusta Bus, you know these big names to our offense and defense really have affected the team. But it seemed like it affected the team in a different way or in a positive way because they've taken all of this and was able to create a five and two record. Hope I mean we was hoping for a six and one record, which would have been the first in uh, franchise history. But five and two isn't bad with the litany of injuries that we have, and also you know almost twenty people on IR as it is Um, but um, these two ball clubs are at two varying positions of the uh, spectrum as I said and Minnesota for one um, they're two and one in their last three games and these wins the two wins came by a combine of eight points and even some of their losses came very close so these this team is you know sound like they where the Ravens were a couple years ago when we just was we had Flacco and we were winning games or losing games but not by that much and then when we made the change at quarterback not to say that we started blowing people out but 
it started to get exciting again. And, you know, of course, we were just winning and winning and winning and winning. And, you know, um, Lamar Jackson has, you know, 35, I think, plus wins, you know, under the age of 25. And, you know, he breaking records and all types of stuff. So um, with that being said, with the Minnesota Vikings, they're about three and a half games behind the seven and one NFC North leading Green Bay Packers. And um, they're, they're trying to, you know, I'm pretty sure they're trying to come in here and get this win because they want to try to stay at pace with the Green Bay Packers. And looking at the Minnesota Vikings and having Kirk Cousin at the helm and, of course, Adam Thielen over there, um, Justin Jefferson, that, that young dude is just a bad dude. Um and then some pieces that they have on the defense, they still need to make, you know, some noise. Um, they they don't really have a lot of um, exciting piece. Oh, I forgot about Delvin Cook at the <laughs> at running back. Um, so offensively, I'm saying they they seem to be fine, but I'm just thinking defensively. Where I remember a couple years ago when they was like this defensive juggernaut and. You know, they went on a run and, you know, they made the playoffs and then they just fell flat, you know. So I'm hoping that they don't come in here and do this this week. Uh, the Ravens had enough rest time and, you know, the Ravens uh, are probably looking at chops. They're getting some people back or should be getting some people back like um, Nick Boyle and um, I think Chris Westry on the defense should be coming back. Um, Dark Wolf on the defense should help us slow down some runs. He plug in the middle of that defense. So we should have some bodies, new fresh bodies back in this defense and offense um, as well. And as I said, with the Vikings down, the Vikings, they did lose this past Sunday to a Cooper Rush led Dallas Cowboys team 20 to 16 um, they, they did have a very very uh, tough out in there but like I said unfortunately they lost they looking for a win they trying to stay at pace with the Green Bay Packers and you know I'm hoping along with those that are listening to this and those that are Baltimore Ravens fans are hoping the same as myself that they do not come in here and you know cause the Ravens to take another L at home <laughs> so with that being said um, let me talk about the upcoming schedule or at least a couple of games for the Vikings coming up they do have a tough stretch uh, out of their four games coming up three of them will actually be away one of course with the Ravens um, then they go to the Chargers then they have the Packers at home and the 49ers so it looks as if they have a really tough four stretch um or four game stretch should I should I say and um I'm just hoping that this game coming up can be one where the Ravens actually take advantage and and do what they need uh to do so on my Baltimore Ravens side um the Baltimore Ravens of course we know that we've been dealing with a lot of issues I mean one Poor tackling. You know, we need to in this game wrap these defenders or wrap these players up. Um, if they get in your, if if, the, if you get a hand on a jersey some way somehow, I believe that you should be taken down. These individuals. There's no way um, that you should be um, allowing them to run free, allowing them to 
to uh, get too much yak. And I think that's where a lot of our uh, defensive woes have been coming from this season, um, even with the Ravens, you know, not being so great against the pass, being pretty average against the run. I think definitely with the issues that pass, I think it's just been coming from a lot of yak yardage. We know that last week when we faced, or the week before last, when we faced the Cincinnati Bengals, we got, we, I mean, we dealt with a lot of yak yardage, you know, gave up a lot, should I say, to their tight end, Uzoma. Uh, we gave up a lot to, you know, running backs. We gave up a lot to definitely Jamar Chase. So we need to buckle down and we're going to have our hands full with one Adam Thielen and one Justin, Justin, I'm sorry, Jefferson. Um, now, before I go any further, I did want to say that the Vikings did lose a pretty important piece of their defense. We know up front we would have to deal with one Everson Grissom and Griffin, I'm sorry, Everson Gris, Griffin and um, Danell Hunter. And Danell Hunter actually tore his pectoral muscle, so he will miss the remainder of the season. He did have, however, six tacks, sorry, six sacks. <laughs> I got to slow down, six tacks. <laughs> six sacks on the season, 38 tackles as well on the season. So that's going to be a big hit to them on the defensive side of the ball and on the offensive side of the ball. Also on the defensive side of the ball a former Baltimore Raven and Michael Pierce I read a headline that he was supposed to have been coming back but I don't think he will be coming back this season I'm sorry this game he's not going to be coming back this game Um, however uh I want to see how the Baltimore Ravens are able to run up against this defense of the um, the, the the Minnesota Vikings. Now, on the offensive side of the ball, they will be missing their center and Garrett Bradbury. I don't know, and that's due to COVID, so I don't know who they'll be plugging in his place, and I don't know if that individual, you know, have gotten, you know, the ample amount of team reps that they need to get. I don't know if they're a rookie. I don't know if they're a veteran. I don't know. That could be an advantage to the Baltimore Ravens. Um, of course, we want these guys to make speedy recoveries, but, you know, you just got to pretty much take what you can get, and if players are injured at very um, important positions or pivotal positions that we just really need to take advantage of that. Now, as I said, Cousins honestly has been balling out this season. A lot of people, a lot of, um, yeah, a lot of people probably haven't really even noticed. Uh, Last week, though, last, no, my bad. I don't think I have his numbers from, do I have his numbers from last week? I think I do. Somewhere in my notes, I have Cousins. Numbers. So here we go. So last week he didn't do as well. A buck eighty-four. He was held under six yards in attempt, a touchdown, and he had an average of an eighty-eight rating. So he didn't do as well. That Cowboys defense is really tough, and they held him in check. However, on the season, he has had nearly two thousand yards. He's averaged about two hundred and eighty-five plus yards a game. Fourteen touchdowns, two interceptions. We know that Kirk Cousins can be a turnover machine, but he has not been turning it over. As of late, and he also has been boasting about a 103 rating. So he's been playing very efficient and effective football. I just think the Vikings just having a lot of issues and putting everything together and and winning games. They lose in very, very close games. Now, on the side, also on the side of the offense and one Justin Jefferson, um, he has been getting a decent amount of receptions and targets. Um, I will say that 
thus far in the season, he's had 63 targets and 43 receptions. And last year, he ended with 88 receptions and 125 targets. Um, This year, he's on pace. I don't know what he's on pace for as far as yards-wise, but he has 560 yards on the year and just three touchdowns. When last year, he had 1,400 yards and seven touchdowns. So he's being slowed down a lot. Maybe the defense or the defenses he's facing are preparing for him and ready for him much more than what he may have expected. Uh, Adam Thielen, on the other hand, he has six touchdowns, and it's actually um, – tied for six in the NFL so these are two uh, very very dangerous wide receivers that the Ravens do need to um, prep for because they can catch the ball they can catch the ball they can do damage and um, I know Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson I'm not 100% sure of the red zone offense of the Vikings but I'm pretty sure that they can be dangerous in the red zone I know they can be dangerous in the red zone so we need to um, be careful of both of them Um, last week far as for Justin Jefferson he was held in check as well by one um, I think it's Trayvon Diggs if I I, I think that's his first name I could you know I get names wrong but he held him to two receptions on 21 yards so I'm pretty sure that the Ravens are going to put uh, Marlon Humphrey on him so he could hold him in check and then um, maybe Averitt on on Thielen or maybe you know he'll get some help over there because we know they teams have been targeting him so maybe they'll put him more in coverage than one-on-one positions um, but they he definitely would need some help on that side of the ball um, now speaking of my Baltimore Ravens the past defense as I've said hasn't been as great but they need to start getting things going starting with this game um, like I said last week we planned Joe Barrow we was playing Jamar Chase uh, we was playing that vaunted defense of the Cincinnati Bengals it's a divisional game and divisional games are always different they seem like they have like a playoff type of atmosphere and the Ravens you know just was not ready to play they just honestly wasn't so hopefully we come out here firing on all cylinders as they say uh, because we definitely will need to do so the Ravens give up about a 96 rating which is 70 sorry 17th in the game or in the league should I say in 296 yards a game for us on pass defense so we definitely need to fix that um, last week I think we gave up 405 to Joe Barrow and then the week before that um I forget how much we get, but this defense is giving up way, way too many yards in and of itself. Now, another concern we do need to pay attention to is one Delvin Cook. Week eight for the Cowboys, he ran for 78 yards. He had 18 touches and he averaged 4.3 yards a pop. So we need to keep him um, in check. The Ravens have kind of been keeping teams in check on the ground, but if we get the likes of Dirk, Wolf out there. Um, I think he'll help us a lot uh, in the run game. We got Calais Campbell and of course we got Brandon Williams out there so hopefully we have a lot of beef up front whereas though we take away a lot of those inside you know um, halfback runs and stuff like that. So uh, the Ravens on the year defending the run they give up a little over four yards a carry tied for 11th and um, close to 90 yards a game which is actually full so they have a decent um, according to the stats they are pretty decent in stopping 
the run. Now, Lamar Jackson versus the Vikings run defense. We know what Lamar Jackson can do. Um, and he had a really, I mean, he had to put the game on his back two weeks ago against the Cincinnati Bengals, and it just wasn't enough. But he is averaging um, six yards a carry, which is, you know, the top in the league right now and about 68 yards a game and two touchdowns on the ground. So he hasn't been as effective this year on the ground because they're trying to really, you know, show that he can pass the ball, which he has been doing a magnificent job at as well. Um, Ten touchdowns, five interceptions on a year, 277 yards per game and about a 97 rating. I do want him to get that rating up a little bit more as well. But I think running the ball, the Ravens should be effective. I do know that Latavius Murray is not a goal this week. So we will be with the likes of Freeman, um, Le'Veon Bell, and Tyson Williams. So hopefully they can have that offensive line functional to where we will be able to um, get some of those explosive runs. Because on the year, the Vikings has given up over 120 yards a game, which is 21st and 4.6 yards a pot, which is 26. So they're really the bottom of the league when it comes to defending the run. Now, last week, they held the Cowboys to just under three and a half yards a carry. So maybe they'll be able to do the same with my Ravens, but I'm hoping that they won't. And they probably will because, of course, this is one of the bread and butter of our um, offense and us being held in check um, pretty much all year. Um it would be expected, especially when we were without the likes of J.K. Dobbins and Gusta Bus and even Justice Hill. So um, I'm not really surprised in that respect. Now, the Ravens and their ability to pass, of course, we got Andrews, Bateman, Hollywood Brown, and also we could be having Sammy Watkins on the field as well. So they, I want to see the dynamic of Bateman, Hollywood Brown, and Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins was out for the past week or two I think it was I think it was the past two weeks or so um, with that hamstring injury he was at practice I believe the last two days so I'm interested to see how that go Um, the Vikings pass defense for the year um, is pretty stout holding quarterbacks to an 88 rate and that's 11th and completion rate as well is rated fourth so they're pretty stout up front and defending the pass and I'm hoping that my Ravens can blow all of that out of the water now, when it comes to pass rush, which I mentioned earlier, the loss of Daniel Hunter for the Vikings, um, I want to see if they can get some pass. Um, I want to see if they can get some heat or some pressure on the Baltimore Ravens offensive line because it's, we know that offensive line isn't that great, isn't that amazing, isn't that appealing, isn't that effective. <laughs> um, and the Ravens have given up 21 sacks on the year. That's rated 23rd at the bottom of the league for this offensive line. It's nowhere near what it used to be, especially two years ago in 2019. So we definitely need to get things going. Hopefully this offensive line can hold up. Um, and um, hopefully the Ravens can can pull out this win. Um, like I said, uh, with the likes of Andrews uh, and, and Hollywood Brown, they actually pretty much got similar numbers for the year, except when it comes to touchdowns. Both of them have 37 receptions. Both have over 500 yards of offense. And Andrews have three touchdowns. And Hollywood Brown, I believe, is leading the team with six touchdowns. Now, I do like what I'm seeing out of one Rashad Bateman, our um, first 
first round pick of this year. And I'm hoping that we can add on to that. I think he didn't practice on Friday, but according to Harbaugh, he said it shouldn't be anything serious. So all of them out there, I want to see how this offense comes together. I like with what they have been doing um, on the offensive side of the ball. Um, I like that, you know, the coaches that they picked up and what they have been, you know, able to implement and execute on the field. So I'm hoping that my Ravens can pull this one out. And I think that we will. Um, I think that we will, you know, come out swinging. And and I think that the Ravens will probably put this one to bed early. Now, I do want to say this. Well, I want to say put it to bed early. Let me just let me let me slow my roll on that. I, I don't have any trust or any faith in my Ravens, but um I'm just thinking that we will come out firing and I'm thinking that the Ravens will come out swinging pretty hard. Now, I want to say this before I end this broadcast that I am going to try to like say some wild picks or make some wild statements. So um, for each uh, or for the remainder of the uh, previews that I have for the Ravens. So this week, I'm saying that I believe that Rashad Bateman will have a very nice game. And I also believe that he will get a touchdown in this game as well. So. You guys tell me what you think in the comments below. The final score that I'm saying for this game, I'm say 31-24 Ravens. You guys tell me what you think in the comments below when you see this on Facebook. Um, tell me what you guys think. And also continue to download, continue to give me some reviews if you can. If you remember, please. Um, yeah, and I just thank you guys for joining me on this 129th episode of Sports Chat with yours truly, DJ. I'll be talking to you guys soon. Peace out.